The Dugout CEO Podcast is on the air. I'm Phil Van Horn, baseball lifer and fan of the Dugout CEO. Each week, Casey Cavell goes around the horn with baseball superstars, Hall of Fame coaches, and business leaders who've used baseball experience to win the game of life. Now batting, Casey Cavell. Nation, welcome to the Dugout CEO podcast today. We are joined by Hammond Moore, who is the president of Toka Soccer, the largest operator of indoor soccer centers across North America and an official training partner of the MLS. He's the managing operating partner at DBAT Atlanta and founder and CEO of Breakout Advisory Group, LLC. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Casey. I'm very excited to be with you today. It's been a while and excited to catch up. Yeah, you came into my life, gosh, probably met you maybe eight years ago initially. And I was like, all right, one day I want to do something with this guy because he's special. And then I remember a couple of years later, I had a business and I'm like, I need some help. And I made a call and you helped me so much. So I'm excited for our listeners to kind of get to know you and your story and how you help others reach their fullest potential because it's really motivating and inspiring. So thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and thank you for being persistent. One thing I, I learned about you is you are the master follow-upper, uh, if that's even a word, and uh, your ability to be persistent and follow up with me, hey, are you sure you don't want to do this? Are you sure you don't want to do this? Ultimately, you, you pulled me in the right direction. And, uh, I have a lot of gratitude for, for what you did for me as well. Yeah, I think persistence, and let's talk about that, Hammond, like yeah. persistence, like that word, when you hear that word, you bring that up. What does that mean in life and business, persistence? Yeah, for me, I, I simplify it. And it's not the, the prettiest of terms necessarily, but really just a run-through brick wall mentality, right? And, and it's like, whatever is necessary, how do I overcome the challenges of life? And a good friend of mine introduced me to this uh, kind of trick of words where it says opportunity is now here, but it also spells opportunity is nowhere. And really, it's the idea that there's two ways to look at life and, and life's obstacles. And are you seeing it as opportunities or are you seeing it as challenges? Opportunities and challenges. So how do most people see these kind of things? Do they see them as, okay, that's interesting, but, and do they go to that's kind of challenging and hard or what makes people say, Hey, this is an opportunity versus a challenge you think? Yeah, that's a great question. It took me a while to, to really figure it out because uh, I would say that I had a number of different challenges in, in throughout my life. And it took me a long time to really realize that this, the, the learnings and the opportunity inside of each challenge. And, and so they really come hand in hand, right? And a great example in, in kind of the business world was COVID, right? Did businesses look at that as an opportunity or they looked at it as a challenge? And there was tons of challenges, tons to, 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 to focus on that was negative. But did people look at it as an opportunity to really look into the strengths and see the opportunity inside of the challenge? And I, I think that it's a mindset thing. And, and uh, there's there's no really secret sauce. But, you know, what's helped me to really get back to that? And, and even when I, I sometimes want to focus on the challenge is to go back and look at my biggest struggles in life, my biggest challenges. And ultimately, when you can reflect upon that and realize those challenges were really the things that propelled you forward to a whole new level, it gives you the confidence to go into every challenge and say, 
how could I leverage this for something good in my life? And I try to do it. I, I don't get it right every single time, Casey, like, like many of us. But ultimately, that's, that's my hope and my dream for myself, as well as all your listeners and, and really everybody that I interact with. So how do you do that in the moment? You know, I'm just trying to go back to some of the things that have happened to me, whether it's, all right, I'm running a company and a top person says, hey, I'm moving or I'm leaving, or that big customer doesn't come through, or, you know, that news that you didn't want to have, like in the moment, or somebody listening to this right now that has that challenge, that's in the thick of it, that's wondering, do they have enough energy to make it through the day? Can they overcome this obstacle? How do you, in the heat of the moment, slow yourself down? And I guess think strategically about how do I overcome? Great question. And for me, I, I've developed kind of a four-step process, really, kind of to life, but really just into dealing with challenges in, in general, which is one, I've got to be really honest with knowing who am I, right? And, uh, and, and that right there, that true self-confidence and knowing what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are my fears? What are my failures? What are my dreams? What are my, you know, successes, et cetera? Really, that foundation is key because if that foundation's uh, missing, then ultimately anything that goes wrong can sway you in one direction or another. And so that's the first. Like I have to really know who I am. The second phase for me is I've got to have this vision, right? And this vision has to be so compelling, Casey, that nothing, nothing, right? You know, losing a top tier team member, you know, losing a big deal, et cetera, nothing can get in the way of that vision and mission. Uh, along the way. And so when I look at it from that standpoint, the vision has to be bigger than the challenge, right? The mission has to be bigger than the challenge. And that gives you this energy inside to then look at those challenges really as opportunities. And then when you have team members, right, it's the third step, that plan, right? How am I going to get there? And there's going to be little challenges in the road. And it's that mindset, Casey, of do you, can you lean on your past experiences to see the opportunity inside of each challenge to ultimately give you the confidence to overcome it and surrounding yourself with a team, which is the fourth step, right? That doesn't just hold you accountable to your vision and, and, and mission, but also celebrates your success along the way, which gives you more energy and more momentum to overcome those challenges. The worst thing in the world, like, like anything in life is to have no energy and hit a challenge. And so you know, when life is good, you need those cheerleaders in your life cheering you on, giving you that more energy. So when you hit that challenge, you have that conviction to get through it. So going back to your first point, who you are, the strengths, the weaknesses, the fears, the dreams, like how does somebody know, hey, I know who I am. I know that I'm self-aware because I remember us probably working together. Ten, I didn't know those things. And mm -hmm. I just woke up and I was persistent. And I think looking back at some of my successes, I was just a hard worker and I didn't take no for an answer and I was successful, but I don't really, I don't think I really knew who I was. How does somebody know if they know who they are? That's a great question. I was the same way, Casey. So I was 29 years old and I heard three different kind of things kind of hit me flat in the face. One was a, by a great communicating Jeff Henderson. And he basically said like, do you really know who you are? Have you ever asked other people to give you feedback on your life? And the answer at that point, Casey, was an absolute no. I had never done that before, right? The second thing that I heard from a, a great communicator as well was basically the five biggest fears that someone has when they're dying. And two of those really hit me in the face. One of those are, are you living out the dreams that other people have for your life, right? Or secondly, 
right, that other people have to realize for your own dreams. And the second part of that was, are you spending enough time with friends and family? And people regretted both of those. That was me at 29 years old, right? And the third, right, is ultimately a book that I read, and it was, do I know who I am, and do I know what I was created for? And I couldn't answer those questions. And ultimately, Casey, it set me on a journey of kind of combining all of those to basically go back and unravel the, last, the, the first 29 years of my life. And I sent out surveys to my five best guy friends, my five best girlfriends, and asked them feedback on every area of my life. And they, they saw the opportunity for me, but they also gave me encouragement for know where, where my sweet spot was in life. And so I think it's one, you have to be self-reflecting. But also you have to ask other people for feedback and you connect the dots. And what other people saw in me, they saw my Achilles heel that was holding me back in every area of my life. And if I would not have addressed that Achilles heel, right, I would be hitting 80%, 100% of the time, which is kind of one of my taglines I use. Are you hitting 80%, 100% of the time? Or are you stretching yourself? Are you trying to hit 100% of your maximum potential 80% 80% of the time, which means you're going to fail sometimes and you're going to fly flat on your face. And that's the stretch, right? Are you willing to stretch yourself? And I didn't want to live, Casey, a life. When I look back and people you know, talked about me uh, at, at my funeral one day, I didn't want to live a life where people said he was average. You know, he, he just, he, he did great, but he didn't fully maximize his potential. And so that was the motivation factor for me to really look deep down. I think that's for everybody, everybody. There's not one person in the world, right, that would say, hey, I, I only want to hit 80%, 100% of the time. Like, there's not many humans out there. But the question is, are you getting the feedback? Are you, are you evaluating yourself to ultimately give you the chance to hit that 100%, 80% of the time? So what does that look like? You said you got five guy friends, five girlfriends. Did you ask them certain, because it's really interesting, like, I remember uh, Andy Stanley, a local Atlanta pastor, said, what is it like to be on the other side of me? Is that like the survey where you're asking them kind of questions or how did that actually work? Because maybe there's somebody listening to this. It's like, yeah, what is it like to be on the other side of me? Or I do need to ask those kind of questions. What does that look like? I really took every phase of life, right, Casey? And for me, um, uh, I looked at my faith. I looked at, you know, my relationships with my family members, with friends. I looked at, you know, from a health standpoint, I looked from a career standpoint. So I really unpacked every area of life. And I had a few questions around all of them. And, and I asked the question, like, what is it like to be on the other side of me? What's holding me back in life, right? What, what do you think is like, you know, from a career standpoint, what are the three things that you think should be part of anything I do from a career standpoint? And what are the three things you think I should, should not be part of a career that, that I do and stuff? What are my strings? Did personality test the whole nine yards? But you really, I, I, I think it's a complete person. And I have a belief in, in business and is that we, we don't want to just make great employees. We want to make great people, right? Because great people are always great employees. And if you look at most of the challenges in business today, when someone's in the workplace, a lot of those are because of things going on in their personal life, not even related to the professional life. So if you can truly, you know, both as an individual for yourself, as well as for others, when you're leading them, help them be great at life, they'll, they'll be a lot better team members for you as well. 
Yeah, it's so true. Like even athletes, it's mm-hmm. the challenges that you have with athletes are sometimes or a lot of the time the off the field type of stuff. They get hired mm-hmm. or they get the big contract because of their skill set, mm-hmm. they can throw a ball or pass a ball or whatever, but then it's all the other stuff. So how does a leader that is leading other people, because the majority of people who are listening to this are leading somebody, they're leading their family, mm-hmm. right? They're They're a coach, right? They're a CEO. How does somebody go about I guess, one, making sure they're leading themselves well first and then leading others. So is it that do they know who they are and their vision and then they surround them with the, themselves with the right people? Or what does that look like? How do they lead themselves first? Yeah, great question. I, I think as a leader, um, you know, a lot of people have a different sayings of what it's like to be in leadership. But I think that you have to have people outside of your work that are ultimately holding you accountable, right? Obviously, uh, most of us have boss, even if it's a, a customer or a board or something to that. But at the end of the day, you know, in, in leadership at the highest levels, I think that you need accountability outside of the workplace as well. So for me, you know, that's wives and friends and small group team members and things like that that ultimately can hold me accountable, not just in the business world, but also in, in my personal life as well. And then I think when it comes down to, um, to team members, once again, I think it's a mindset thing. And when I look at it from a mindset, I spend a lot of time on hiring. It's something I'm very passionate about. And the reason why is because it's a commitment I'm making to that individual. And ultimately, I'm going through a process to help them make the best decision for them. I think a lot of people are hiring are looking at it from the wrong point of view. They're looking at how do I make the best decision for the company, right? I actually think you got to turn that upside down. I think you have to look at it for knowing that person's dreams, knowing their talents, knowing that what they want out of life. How do you help them make the best decision for them? And is it with your company? Because once they get there, right, in, in my, in, from my mindset is it's my job, right, to help them achieve their wildest dreams. It's my job to help them reach their vision, their mission. It's my job to basically help cheer them on. And that, that's something I have to hold myself accountable to, right? So I, I have to make sure when I'm going through the, the interview process that I'm helping that person make the right decision for them. It's interesting because typically if you're a leader or you're looking to recruit somebody to be on your team, it's like, all right, how can they help me get what I want? But you're kind of saying it's almost the opposite. I, I think so. I, I've been known to talk more people out of jobs than into jobs, right? Because I want them to know exactly what they're getting into. Day one should not be a surprise. Day one should be the time they come in. They're super excited. They know the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything they're walking into. And different cultures, different uh, stages of business growth require different types of people that have different missions and visions. And ultimately, you have to make sure that, that person has zero um, is it will not look backwards, right? Because you want everything out of that person and you want them to be excited about it. You don't want buyer's remorse when bringing someone on. Yeah, and you are probably a great recruiter of people mm-hmm. because you do know who you are. You do have a compelling vision. Now, when somebody joins and they have their own vision, you're helping them kind of make their vision happen or I guess at least empowering them. Mm-hmm. What do you see there between vision and execution? Um, because you talk a lot through all right, what's the actual plan to help people get what they want? What are your secrets there? I think simplicity. And, and Casey, you're brilliant at this. And, and for, for me, and it's kind of been my secret sauce in business, I'm not great at processes. I'm not great at systems and things like that. But what I've always been really good at is finding the two to three things that will maximize the impact overall 
for an organization. So I, I believe in business and in life, there's a thousand things you could work on, right? At the end of the day, there's so many things. The question is, how do you look at the two to three that will make the biggest impact overall? And how do you align that for that individual? And, the, and that individual has the same thing, right? They have their vision, their mission, all of those things. But how do you help them see the two to three things that they can really focus in on that will bring the maximum impact? And that's the hardest part of business. That's the hardest part about entrepreneurship, especially because when you first start a business, there's a thousand things to work on. There's a thousand broken things. There's not enough resources. And so I think it's really getting it down to those two or three things that really will make the biggest impact. And then cheering them on in celebration. That's the, the big growth opportunity I've had over the last couple of years is while I'm really, I, I am a cheerleader, I am a high energy person, but what I am not great at is, is sometimes stopping to fully celebrate moments. And uh, it's been a growth opportunity to me. But once again, we all need that in life, including me. It's almost therapeutic in, in nature. We all need that in life in order to give us energy for the next big uh, you know, kind of uh, uh, traveling. Yeah. And I've seen you be able to take um, good people and make them great, empowering others. How do you go about helping other people figure out what are those two or three things they should focus on to take themselves from good to great? Like there is a thousand things that people do. It sounds like people work all really hard, but ultimately not so smart. What is that process? How do I know if I am working smart rather than hard? Great, great question. I think it's helping them realize, like, ultimately, what's the impact of each activity that they're working, right? And so I actually just spent time yesterday talking through a team member, and what I realized is they needed a framework to help them identify this activity drives this level of impact. And when you can give someone a framework to help them realize that my energy here should produce this here, right? So once again, you're giving them, hey, this is where we're at. This is where we're trying to achieve, right? Here's the, the task, right, or the, the initiative that you're focused on, and this is what it should bring. It helps people prioritize what will bring the most. What most people start with, and, and I've learned in, 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 in business, is they start with what do they need to get done, the task, right? And I think that you have to start with where are you and what outcome do you want, and then you look at what task gets you there, right? I, um, and so I, I always look at, hey, you know, if I have a business problem, I need to look at what is the current challenge? What do I want my new reality to be? And then what are the best vehicles to do that? A lot of people in, in business will talk about how busy they are. The question is how impactful are you? And in uh, a lot of ways, that will help save a lot of wasted time. How busy you are versus how impactful you are. Wow, what a question to marinate on. Um, amazing. <laughs> Well, Hammond, so many good things here. I like your four-step approach, so I'm going to put that in the show notes. How are you using that four-step approach and what you're doing now? Uh, talk to talk to us about your business now and what you're building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I joined a, a company actually through Casey about seven years ago called DBAT Baseball and Softball Academies, and, and I believe Cade Griffiths joined one of the uh, shows recently. And uh, through that, I, I met a group called TOCA which is a uh, the largest indoor soccer operator in the in North America and we've recently created a strategic partnership with the MLS and ultimately what we're doing is you know how do we grow active participation across North America and eventually the world with soccer and uh you know it it's super exciting and uh we look forward to continuing to grow it Super cool. So what does that look like? How, what is your strategy to grow that participation and how are you actively going and doing those kind of things? Yeah, great, great question. So we look at it 
we look at we want to we want to serve the entire market, right? So we have three products that we really go to market with. One is a, a product called our kids classes, which is for one to six year olds, which the idea is how do you help someone's first experience be their best experience? So they'll be a fan for life, right? And it's really an introductory to soccer. And many of these kids may not play soccer the rest of their life, but that first experience will dictate their fandom for the rest of their life. The second is our, our proprietary technology, and it's called Toka Training, which really helps people go further fast, right? And what we can do in our secret sauce is we can get someone uh, 10 times number of reps in one hour at Toka that someone gets in a game. To say it differently, you can get a 10-game season in at Toka in one hour. And so that's really how do we help people build confidence in what they're doing and ultimately teach them the life lessons of hard work, dedication, ultimately produces uh, outputs. The last one is, and this is the, the part that I'm part of now, which is uh, how do you help people relive their glory days? And that's our adult leagues. And ultimately, you know, the community and the uh, friendship after the game is just as important as the game. And I, I realized this when I played in a kickball league. I, I never played kickball growing up. I mean, I played growing up, but never like, you know, seriously. I was like, I want to do kickball. But really what I want to do is I just want to go hang out with my friends and relive my, my glory days. And we wrap all of that up into a food and beverage offering. So ultimately what we hope is that we've got more young kids who, whose first experience with soccer is their best. We hope that we keep people more engaged in that grade school all the way through professional because they're building their self-confidence. And we hope we get people off the couches from an adult standpoint and then get them re-engaged in their passion to ultimately give them energy for other areas of life. So it's really exciting. Super cool. Fun, confidence, and reliving the glory days. Uh, yeah. Man. The glory days. Let's talk about that. I, I don't know why this just hit me, but you know, everybody's like, "Oh, the glory days." When remember when I was twelve? Remember when I was twenty-five? You know, we're in our thirties now. It's like, do you think we're going to be like? Remember what it was like to be in our thirties? I know we're growing young families now, and we're hustling and we're working. But like, does it feel like every phase of life is almost like the glory days, where we just need to like embrace no matter where we are, because one day we're going to look back and say, "You remember how cool that actually was?" Do you agree with that or not? I fully agree, right? And uh, I think I, I learned this lesson with my first kiddo, um, Braxton. And, um, you know, it was so hard. We were getting up in the middle of the night and everything else. I remember looking at my wife. I'm like, oh, my gosh, when is this season going to be over, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, what's what's really interesting is when he turned one and he was sleeping through the night, uh, I missed the 4 a.m. cuddle time with him after that. And it, it was so funny. I, I looked at my wife and I said, with our second, Ava Grace, like, I, I'm going to soak up every moment of that, right? Like, I, I really just want to lean into that 4 a.m. call and uh, it, or getting up with her and stuff. And uh, it is, right? It's really enjoying the ride and enjoying every phase of life because it flashes by. And, and how many times do we look back in life and say, I wish I would have enjoyed that a little more. We're so focused on what the future has. Like high school, you want to get to college. College, you want to get it out in the real world. Real world, you want to get married. Like it's it's just can we be content and really enjoy the current season? I, I think you nailed it, Casey. Oh, so good. Well, Hammond, this is fantastic. Where does somebody go to learn more about Toka and you and, and connect? Yeah, uh, you can go to tokafootball.com, and we've got locations all across the country. We'd love for you to come see us in one of our locations. And, uh, Casey, thank you so much for having me on the show today and excited to keep following you and, and see how your career continues to grow. You bet, Hammond. Great having you here, and thank you for being a guest. Absolutely. Thank you. 
Dugout Nation, what an amazing time with Hammond Moore. And I just remember meeting him the very first time. I said, that's the type of person I need to surround myself with. And I want to encourage you listeners, who are those people that you're surrounding yourself with right now? If they're great, if they're encouraging, if they're inspiring, keep them around. If they're not, sometimes you got to choose new friends. So look, here are the big three takeaways that I got from my time with Hammond. Number one, what's the compelling vision for your life and what's your plan to get there? The plan is all about accountability. That's key. Having a smart plan and making sure that vision, it's compelling. You share that vision with others, but you're ultimately surrounding yourself with other people that you share those visions with, that you're allowing yourself to be challenged and encouraged by others. Number two, what is it like to be on the other side of me? Getting feedback from family, friends, coworkers, and all aspects of life. Wow. To know how other people see your strengths, to know how other people see your weaknesses, opportunities, what's holding you back. It's hard to really understand you, but getting feedback from others that really you trust to give you that feedback is key. So get that feedback, ask them, how can I be better? And number three, glory days. We're all waiting for it. The when, the then, but life, it's all about right now. Let's enjoy this moment. These days today are the glory days. You might be going through some super tough times right now. That's real. But at the end of the day, count your blessings and enjoy each moment because one day I do firmly believe you're going to look back and say, you know what? I wish I could just go back a few years. I wish I could go back to that time. That time is now. Wake up, enjoy it, tell somebody you love them, and thank you so much for being a guest on the Dugout CEO. Thank you for joining us once more for another episode of the Dugout CEO. We want to get you the tips you need to become an MVP at what you do. Sign up for our Friday Focus newsletter and you'll receive a valuable tip each Friday morning to help you build the business and life you want. You can sign up by going to caseycavell.com or click the link in the show notes. And make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get notification on our next episode. And one way you can help us book more great guests like this is to please leave us a rating and honest review in the Apple or Spotify podcasting app.